postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is brought to you by Larry H. Miller Auto, conveniently located in Provo, Linden, and Orem. Larry H. Miller Auto, driven by you. Let's join your host, Jason Shepard. BYU falls to four and three after losing to Arkansas today here in Provo, 52-35. Jason Shepard alongside Riley Nelson. All right, head coach Kalani Satake now ready to address the media. Let's listen in. Credit Arkansas. They played a great game. Um, you know, just uh, I think I said it last time, but you're just not going to you're not going to win a lot of games when you score only 20 points from last week and you won't win a lot of games if you give up 52. So even with that being said, we had our moments. Um, and then I think uh, what's frustrating is um, losing the turnover battle because that's not our our identity. You know, we're focused on taking care of the football, and I, I didn't feel like we uh, obviously didn't do that well enough today. And, um, and so there's quite a few mistakes that I think were um, on the coaches and, and, and myself and then mistakes that I think players made. So... Uh, we'll fix those, get to work, have a tough game next week um, on the road, uh, going in the east, east, going east uh, time zone, so uh, don't have a lot of time to to worry about this game. We played some really tough teams, and, and just, uh, you know, just I felt like we still had some moments, especially in the second half, uh, just couldn't generate enough momentum. Um, End of this end of the first half was disappointing with the momentum there, and so just trying to find ways to uh, make sure that we play a lot better football game, and that that's from uh, all all uh, areas on the field now. Uh, they they talking about Arkansas. Uh, I think uh, you know Sam Pittman's a great coach, and he had his guys ready. Uh, they play their physical team, and obviously. You know, you know that coming in here, going against an SEC team like that, we're going to have some battles. Um, but we we didn't help ourselves in some ways, and that's my responsibility. And uh, but we believe in the players, believe in, the, in, in in what we're doing, and believe in their effort. Uh, but there's some things that we definitely could do differently, do better, and that's my job. I have you know some ideas on how to get that done going over the weekend, and and uh, making sure that we play a lot better next weekend. So. Take any questions you guys may have. Kalani, what has you most concerned about this defense after giving up 644 yards? Yeah, I'm I'm really focused on third downs. That's the biggest issue to me, because even the even the moments where we were, uh, you could second half the the crowd was into it, making a lot of noise. They had to take a timeout. Um, I believe that's the second half, right? And and uh, it was third and long, maybe eight, nine, ten. I can't remember, but um, just didn't didn't get off the field and and. Credit to, to, to Jefferson. He made a nice throw and they made nice plays, but uh, third down is the only down that comes to defense. So you got to get off and, and, and giving up 12, you know, just, just, just not, con- I mean, they converted 12 out of 15. Uh, that, that's, that's not good, good defense. So uh, that's my, f- my main area of, uh, of concern. Uh, and then the other area of concern is just uh, fundamental tackling and then uh, mistakes on the field. We, we, we had some. Guys not doing their 111th. And so that's on the coaches to make sure that they get that done and, and on the players to execute their assignment. That didn't have a, an, uh, I don't think, a difficult uh, scheme for our, our, our guys to, to, to execute defensive wise, but uh, got to get out, got to get out of plays. And, and 12 out of 15 is not good. It's not, not good enough. 
not even close. So you're just not going to win a lot of games defensively. You're not going to keep a lot of points off the board by giving up them the percentage that <laughs> on that. If, if we go half of that, holding a seven out of 15, and maybe we have a chance. We get off the field and give the ball to our offense. Who um, and it seems like when they went a couple three and outs, that was just like the ball game. There, just we couldn't get generate enough momentum to 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 keep up and score with them. So. Um, defense has got to help out on that. And, and I, I felt like there's some really good things that we saw. Um, I didn't feel like um, we were out of the game completely until the very end when they were just grinding the clock. And, you know, um, they took a timeout, and I, we just asked the guys to just toughen up a little bit. And this is going to be your identity and challenge them. This is going to be who, what you can hang your hat on. I don't really don't care what the score is. Proud of them getting a stop. Uh, players give us great effort, but... Um, We've, we've got to execute better with our assignments and the fundamentals of the game, and that's that's my job. I'm I'm, I'm the head coach. I got, I got to figure this out. And, and but I I have a, I have when you have some of the stuff that we have, I, I feel good about what we can get done between now and next week. And um, I'm going to go back and assess and review and then make decisions as head coach. Kalani, when you've had a game like this. When do you look at blowing things up and taking a completely different approach versus focusing on just trying to fix mistakes? Because I can see logic mm-hmm. be- between either either direction. I think you can cover it all. I don't know if you put all your attention onto one thing, uh, but I think there's uh, there's some things that you can you can address and you can fix quickly. And then there's things that you need to work on. And but I think you've got to cover it all. You know, I. I I know what we can do as a team to get us playing at our best, and, and that's what I need to do. And then sometimes it could be just a quick, uh, quick change, and, and other times it's going to be it's going to we're going to need every part of the next week to get it done. So um, I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it, it's just I don't think the answer is one thing. I think the answer is a, a few things. I have an idea what they are, and some of it is uh, obviously the. I don't blame the blame the players, but they've got they've got to handle their one eleventh. It's do your job on the field, and and um, and then I can live with the mistakes if a guy makes a great play. And um, you know, so an example, I uh, didn't like how our penalties were. We were up in you know ten, eleven, twelve penalties uh, a few weeks back, and focus on playing smarter football. And we, I think we had some penalties still, but uh, they're costly ones. They're fifteen yard ones, you know, and. But that's the number of penalties a little bit less, and then and the I think there was a face mask of pass, uh, yeah. pass interference, and then um, yeah, that's thirty out of the twenty, the fifty yards right there. So uh, keep focusing on that, keep getting better. But then there's some things that we can definitely uh, flip and, and and have our guys playing at a higher level. And then it's not going to be easy next week. You know, Liberty's got a Hugh Freeze is a really good coach, and he knows how to score points and. I'm pretty sure he's going to be chomping at the bit watching this film that our defense gave up 52 points. And so we, we just got to get back at it and get, get to work. Kalani, you've noted coaching a couple times in this presser uh, with your background of having experience calling plays in your career. Mm-hmm. Would you consider, does this performance lead you to maybe considering stepping in and calling the defense moving forward? Yeah, we've done that before in, in, in um, as, a, as a program. I think it was my seventh season, so there's times that we have to do that. and. Um, I'm involved in it, but but I don't think uh, I'm ready to answer that question right now. But I know that uh, that's an option. So we have a lot of different options out there, and and um, you know I like 
I, I like our guys. I, I think the, the effort they give us is, is fantastic. I, I need to get focused on getting things done. So I'm not I'm not close to any any uh, options out there. Hey, that being one of them. You guys had some opportunities where the ex- execution wasn't great. Fumbled snap on a fourth down. Mm-hmm. Three guys had a chance at a sack, and you know give Jefferson credit for getting away. But three opportunities. How tough is that as a coach when? You've had these plays where you know yeah. they might be successful, but the execution just falls apart. Well, I mean, the, the execution's on the on the coaches to get it done, but then there's a, there's some responsibility on the players. You know, I, I think, and when you're talking about that uh, the fumble on the on the on the uh, fourth down, the, I mean, I'll, I'll just be honest with you and tell you straight up, we were trying to draw them off sides. There's not even a play call in place, and so we were trying to draw them off sides, and the ball was snapped, which is why Jaron was surprised at it, and. And there's the result. So, I mean, uh, I don't know how to hide that one other than say, you know, I don't know what play we were snapping to because there was not even a play involved. There was not a call. So, um, and, and I think if it's a look that we, if we didn't get that look, then we we're going to take a timeout and punt the ball. I just feel, feel like I don't want to give them that short of field. I, I know I've gambled and gone for it quite a bit on fourth down, but um, at that moment, just didn't want to give them that, that short of field. And even with that, Still could have made plays on defense and still could have kept him from scoring a touchdown. You know, so, yeah. What's the initial, what's the initial intel you received on Wilgar and just maybe also uh, Jaron's shoulder? Yeah, uh, I think, well, a lot of the guys are, are probably on Monday I'll give you more of, a, of an idea of what our, our um, the injuries look like. We have some guys that uh, that are going to be out for the season that we'll, we'll confirm it on on on, um, on Monday. Um but not not from not really from today. Today, um, we just nobody. Well, nobody's out for the season today. It just uh, I, I think the the key is seeing if a guy is playing injured uh, compared to being sore. If you're not 100 percent, and um, we're helping the team or hurting the team, you know, and, and that's going to be the the key for us. I I, I think um, yeah, it's hard for me to say that. I, I have to go talk to Jaron. I have to go talk to Peyton. Peyton wasn't able to come back in the game, but he seemed pretty positive. He was in the boot on the sidelines so. though. We'll see. It's not anything that that I think is going to be lengthy. It's just a matter of when he can get back. So hopefully we can get him back soon, but uh, unlikely probably for next week. Okay, guys, thank you. All right, that's the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake. We'll take a break. Hopefully be back with Ben Bywater and others when we return. 52-35, Arkansas over BYU on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Larry H. Miller Cougar postgame coaches show. Arkansas defeating BYU 52-35. Both teams now 4-3 and three on the season. And joining us from the Cougar locker room is the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake. Kalani, uh, thank you so much for, for taking a few minutes. I know, I know it's a, it was a tough loss, but we do appreciate you joining us. No, no, no problem. Glad to be on with you guys. So we, uh, Rylan and I were just talking about this a minute ago. Certainly, it's disappointing to not to, to not win the game and, and and things. I know you had mentioned you know, things that you, you'd like to see done better, but you know uh, that was a pretty good Arkansas team you, you faced today, wasn't it? Yeah, really good Arkansas team, but I, I don't think we uh, helped ourselves in some ways. But uh, um, that's that's my job as a head coach. You know, we're going to get things uh, corrected and get get back on it next week, but. Uh, there's a lot of positives that came from this game, and, and I think they don't want to overshadow it with, with uh, some of the negatives that happened. But uh, the guys, don't, they didn't quit. They kept playing, kept buying into what we were asking them to do. We just need to uh, just play a lot better. I, I don't know any other way to put it than we need to play better as a team and uh, definitely better as a defense. I think you guys heard me in the in the um, post game uh, mention that 
you know, you don't win a lot of games scoring 20 points, and you don't, you're not going to live win a lot of games giving up 52. Coach, um, yeah, all, all three phases are, are – I, I was talking about that. It seems like we're able to hit on one phase, but but not all three. Uh, on the teams that you've coached or been on over the years that have done that, what's what's been the key to consistently deliver in offense, defense, and special teams, just kind of in, in football in general, because it seems to be a pretty elusive goal. Yeah, it, it's it's everybody doing their part. Um, and, and that by saying everyone doing their part, it's even the sideline. It, it, it's the – the people that are, are tuned in to what they're, the guy in front of them is doing, and, and if they're banged up or, or whatever it is, just having that the focus and the awareness completely on what's happening on the field, right? So that's uh, we're trying to get that done as, as a team, and obviously we haven't played our best, but not to say that there haven't been some moments where we have played really well. Um, just like to do that uh, for a full 60 minutes. One of the things that you mentioned when you talked to the general media was the the fourth and inches play um, where, you know, everybody in the stands, we all thought you guys were going for it. um, And you had mentioned that that was not the initial plan. And obviously things did not work out. For people that didn't hear that, tell everybody what what you what you were intending to do on that fourth and inches. Well, and Shep, if I can ask just a quick follow up, coach, there was also a personnel change. Notice the mix up with with Connor Pay didn't start at center. It was Joe. Uh, did that play into the mix up on the two QB center exchanges? Um, yeah, I, I think first on on the on the, on the center uh, felt like the competition. Uh, Joe earned the right to be the starter, and went with Joe. Uh, I think Coach Funk and A Rod and myself felt comfortable with that. And then the, I think with the on that play, there was actually no play. We had a no play called and. Um, we're trying to freeze them. You know this, Riley, that you freeze them. And then once we're trying to draw them off sides, if we do draw them off sides, all we have to do is flash our hands as an old lineman and we get them on, on, a, on, a, on the... In the neutral zone, yep. Exactly. That's it. That's all you have to do. Um, so don't, there's no, no need to snap the ball. I, I don't want to throw the Joe under the bus, but I, I, what, what play are we actually running? Yeah. So when you do the freeze call, you have two choices. If you If you... The reason why I said the punt was going to happen is because when we did do the freeze call, they shifted to a, a, a condensed front, right, which which is to, to combat the uh, QB sneak. They shifted the D-line, Arkansas's D-line shifted, and if we were going to get that look, we were going to take a timeout and talk about what play we want to do or just take a timeout and punt it. That That's, that's basically – if they stayed in the same front, we would have just – Checked it to a a, a a a QB sneak and then get the sneak. That that was the that was the whole premise of what's happening in that play. And when the ball was snapped, I think it took the guys by surprise. And and you know, you know, I think maybe they knew that we were going to check to that if we, if possible. But there's actually not a call made at all. So. I, I don't know how how else to explain that one situation because I can no, sit coach, here and say, "Hey, that was on me, and that's my fault." But no. at some point, it's like I I don't know what play was going to go. Well, did, did you did you get any explanation after the fact from from Joe or anybody as <laughs> to why the ball was probably snapped? not probably heat of the ma- heat of the battle fog of war? But I don't know. Did you, yeah. coach? Yeah, but I I didn't want to talk to him at that point. I didn't yeah. I didn't think I was in <laughs> yeah. the right mindset yeah, that could be to hard. talk to him then. Um, but you know, it just I love our players. I do. I just yeah. like gosh, that just. So unfortunate that happened. But even with that happening, I thought there was a chance the defense could have made something, could have done something with it. Um, you know, just it, it, with this mindset of going for it on fourth down quite a bit, I think sometimes you just have confidence in the call because I like to do it, especially in short distance. And if we're not confident with it, let's just punt the dang ball. 
Yeah, I think, uh, and Coach, I'll see if I'll find a question in here, but uh, I don't think there's any kind of pulling the rug out from under any of your players. Or, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, whether it was Joe or Jaron or whoever that falls on, they're big boys and they're accountable. And they, nobody, you know, it's like I remember saying this in a couple post game back when I was playing. I was like, well, I can tell you going into that play, I didn't want to throw it to the other team, but that's how it ended up, right? So, um, but talk about, because uh, a couple of your players, and they always do, right, mentioned the. Uh, the foundation of this team is love and learn. And uh, when, when you're going through tough times like this, accountability is, is really important because it's, it's great to love someone, but isn't it true that if, if love and learn is really going to work, there needs to be a, an extremely high level of accountability, not just between players as peers, but also coach to player. Is that right? Exactly. And, and feedback and, and, and correction, all that stuff is part of our culture, love and learn. I, I, uh, it's a gift to get feedback. And sometimes it's not what you want to hear, but it's what needs to be said. Otherwise, the whole system, it's not love and learn and only say the things that you want to hear. It, it's, it's the correction needs to happen, and nobody's immune to it. I, I'm open for that, too. I, I want to get better, right? But uh, you're right. The coaches, everybody's, uh, we have to hold each other accountable um, because we, we are doing this for our fans, we owe it to our players. We owe it to our fans. We owe it to everybody to be way better than what we're we're doing now. And I will say that's my job, and and I, and I uh, to make sure that that's done correctly. I, I uh, appreciate our fans, and I know what their their expectations are, and uh, well, we'll get there. Well, I I'm I'm actually uh, I know this sounds weird, but I'm excited about the adversity because there's going to be growth and learning from this. And a lot, of, like you said, Riley, is the accountability and holding people accountable. And, and that's not just only players, but coaches as well. Coach Pittman was uh, expressed in his, that we heard right before you came on with us, his gratitude for the fact that they have a bye now uh, after playing you guys. Your bye is not for a few more weeks. That rest is not coming. So how do you manage a, a trip across two time zones to the East Coast with also getting it right into the heart of the season with uh, no bye for a number of weeks? Well, I just talked about it with the, with the team that, that uh, we're banged up. Everybody's banged up, but you have two choices play through it and fight through it or, or, to, or to cower to it. So that's that's what it comes down to. Uh, we have tough guys. Uh, sure, not everybody's 100%, and this would be great. Uh, you know, it's a little bit cool for Arkansas to have a buy and not for us to have one till later. But that's okay. we just got to fight through this. It's, it's, it's part of the growth and part of the journey is that you – you toughen up and you, you make it. You make it through. It's not, nobody said it was going to be an easy uh, transition, and that at week seven and eight, uh, it was it should be really smooth. You know that that, that that's uh, right now we're we're going through some adversity, and I I'm really looking forward to the growth and the progress that we can make from this as a program and as individuals on this team, coaches and players. Let's get to our economics partner's valuable stat of the game, whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes. When your business needs a valuation, the right partner is economics partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. Coach, there's a guy. It seems like week in and week out, I am amazed at how well he is playing right now. And I know sometimes it's it's difficult to, to kind of find the positives after a loss, but Man, what Cody Epps is doing right now, he leads his team with six touchdowns, had another one today, nine receptions, 125 yards. He is a superstar. Yeah, and I, I don't think, um, if, if you're looking at our um, our culture of love and learn, then, then you have to praise the people that deserve it. And you can't let the loss of the game 
affect the ability for us to give him praise and give him motivation and, 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 and pat on the back that you're doing great things. Because the thing about Cody Epps, he does the little things right. He, he does all the little things. He's preparation, his film study, all that stuff, all that stuff matters. And when you do the small and simple things and it becomes kind of just, just a, a automatic for him, then you get these opportunities that he does. And he has this, this weird uh, feel and vision of just finding the open spots. And, yeah, and he's so more, good over the middle yeah. of the field, Coach. I love it. Yeah, creating more yards after catch. And you know what? After the game, I'm looking at him in the, in the, in the, um, in the uh, locker room, and I'm talking to him, and he's just like, man, there's plays that he wish he had back. You know, there's the ones that he's like, oh, I wish I could have caught that ball. I wish I could have caught this. But that's what you expect from him. But I think it's important for us to praise the people that do things, the, did things the right way and made some good plays, made some positive things. Otherwise, then you're only praising people when you win, and that's that's kind of sad. You know, that's that's not what our culture is. And that feedback, like I said, is you make the corrections and you and you criticize those that need it, but then you have to praise the people that do, did things right. I know that uh, you you have you mentioned turnovers. That's something that you know obviously weren't pleased with losing the turnover battle today, especially since a lot of them resulted directly in into touchdowns. But you, you mentioned that you, you kind of said everything's on the table right now. We're evaluating everything heading into this big game against Liberty. Well, what, what's 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 really kind of top of mind for you as you begin another week as you get ready to head east? Well, obviously defense right now. Um, uh, I think last week I was looking at. Feeling the figure, trying to figure out the offense, and that I think had to go with a lot with what Jaron's able to do. You know, this uh, last week I said I can't believe we couldn't get Puka the ball, and now we targeted him quite a bit. He and and Cody got a lot of looks, and and uh, they did some great things with the ball in their hands. You know, just uh, just don't get a face mask penalty from Puka, and and um, you know I think uh, uh, some of the there's a missed missed uh, misunderstanding or miscommunication in one of the some of the routes too with those guys, but. Um, we, we, we were able to get some things corrected there. For me, um, stuff that we're looking at this week now is defense. Like what, Third down specifically, that's got to be better. We, we've got to figure that out. They're not playing great third down uh, the entire season. And, and, and uh, so, you know, defensively we'll get some things uh, squared away, and I, uh, I'll be heavily involved with all of that. Uh, last thing, and, I, and just more of a clarification, um, you, you were asked about, about injuries today. I know you were asked specifically about Peyton Wilgar and Jaron Hall. Can you just kind of uh, go over again maybe what you know and, and, or, or if, if you're still sort of in, in wait and see for both of those guys? Uh, Jaron's, Jaron's good. You know, he, we just – at the end of the game, it was, uh, it was on the goal line, and we knew we were going to do a QB sneak, just didn't want to put him through any more um, uh, unnecessary hits. I mean, look at Arkansas. You know, they they had a, they kept KJ in, and 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 I don't know where he's at right now. I hope he's still. He, Coach he, Pittman said he it was. He said it. Luckily, it's just a stinger. If they needed him to play, he would have been able to go. So nothing yeah. serious. And he looked good after the game. I talked to KJ after, but um, that's the risk you have. And at the end of the game, we just didn't feel uh, that we needed Jaron to get an, any another hit on him. You know, and and uh, but when you're looking at injuries, uh, Peyton wasn't able to come back in the game. Obviously, Jaron's uh, sore. It's just a matter of is, it, is the soreness affecting his ability to throw the ball and um, an ability to even be a option to run. If that's the case, then I, we have to think about what's best for the team. And Jaron's on. He, he, he's up to, he understands that. He gets it. And um, we have to see how this goes in the next couple of days, tonight and tomorrow, 
and see where Jaron's at by the time we get to practice on Monday. Kalani, you're a great man. We appreciate the time as always. We'll let you go. Uh, thank you for stopping by. Appreciate you guys, and thank you to all the fans that came. I know there's a bunch driving a long ways right now. I hope they know that uh, we love them and we appreciate them and look forward to getting better from them. Thank Th- you, guys. Thanks, Kalani. Thanks, Coach. That's the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Satake, and that is the Larry H. Miller Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. We will take a break. We'll come back. Mitchell Jurgens will make his way back up to the press box, and we'll morph into our BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. Little different. Normally, you have a couple of different ways to chime in. You've got the hashtag, which is hashtag BYUCNN. Obviously, tonight with Greg over at soccer, you're not going to be uh, tweeting to Greg. So you're going to need to tweet to me, at JSN Shep. Normally, there's a third option. There's the email. I don't have access to the email. So if you email the one that you would normally email, nobody's going to see it. So for right now, if you want to chime in, you can tweet me, at JSN Shep, S-H-E-P, or... Uh, and or use the hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter, and uh, we will see your questions and comments as well. We'll take a break. Come back. Cougar Nation now on the other side on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.